expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live a life through six S. Those elements are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We all have a story to tell, and today's guest are no different. They are definitely inspiring, motivating, and have good examples of what living a rich life is. With that being said, let's talk about it. Our first guest, today's first guest is an honor and a privilege to me because I know this man, this brother personally, and he's, he's been really a mentor back in the days and, and it's definitely good for me to connect with him. He is a certified mental game coaching professional, Atlanta Braves minor league pitcher, Anaheim Angels minor league pitcher, Anaheim Angels associate scout. He was a college coach for over 15 years, a mental health counselor for 10 years, a private baseball instructor for 30 years. Please welcome the founder of Gem. Pitching Inc., one of the major sports icons of Long Island and across the country. Please welcome my brother, Mr. Glenn Mitchell. <laughs> Unmute yourself. Oh, I didn't, you, you muted me. I didn't mute myself. <laughs> I appreciate you, big guy. You're rich. It's a blessing to be here, man. I, I really do say that with the kindness of my heart. You know, I appreciate you having me, and, it, and this is going to be fun. I like this, man. I love this. Well, well I, I thank you taking the time out of your, your busy schedule. The one thing, Glenn, that I, I've always uh, uh, admired about you was, one, your, your work ethics when it came to sports and how you, how you led us back in the days. But, we, you know, we're not here. We're going to talk a little bit about that. <laughs> we're going to definitely talk a little about that. But I, right. I, I believe that, you know, you've been inspiring and motivating. And although, you know, we, we, we connected, which I, I love, um, the fact that I don't always talk to everyone, but I still, you know, being in entertainment now, I still like right. to stay connected. And, and I said, you know, this brother has a story to tell, and we're going to get right. him on the show. 
know. I appreciate it. Right. Yep. So, so what do you say? Let's 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 get right into it. Let's get right into it. Um, it's March Madness. It's sporting season. So, tell us where did the love of sports particularly come from? And and you know, baseball more more importantly because I know that was your thing. Right. Well, you know, back in the day, you know, there was no remote controls for me. There was, Glenn, come here, turn the TV. Or if I'm watching TV, you know, whatever I'm watching, when my father came in, it was like, Glenn, I, I know you're watching this, but baseball's on. You know, so I started watching the Yankees when I was like six, you know, acting up in the living room like I'm Ron Guidry, Thurman Munson, Mickey, uh, Mickey Rivers, uh, shoot, Willie Stargell trying to do all these different batting stands and pitch like Tommy John, you know, and then from there, it just kept going on and on, watching, playing, you know, with my uh, Lakeview Little League, you know, with all the fellas, and I just never stopped, you know, and when the guys, you know, stopped playing, you know, they went straight to basketball more than and football, I kept playing baseball. You know, not knowing all of, all those years of playing baseball was going to give me a shot at playing professional baseball. You know, yeah. it, it was it was definitely a blessing. You yeah, know? that's that's you know, and as long as I've known you, I, I've never knew that. I just knew you was good at baseball and you played it, and you know that that was it. Hey, we go into the baseball games to support, but I, I right. never knew it. it started with a love with you know, of, of watching, you know, baseball back in the days. I, I just never right. knew. It's, it's, it's amazing how the conversations you have in passing. You know, right, right. So, so playing a, a professional sport is is hard. Um, it, it's no right. easy task to get there. Um, right. What was some of your greatest challenges as a professional athlete? I mean, the biggest challenge in playing professional baseball is learning that it's a job. It's, 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 you know, all the kids that I've trained over the years and talked to, everybody wants to play professional baseball, but they don't understand the sacrifice that comes with playing professional baseball. You know, they don't realize that it's not just playing and going home, you know, especially when you're playing pro, it's playing, you get paid, you know, even though it's not a lot of pay in the minor leagues, you get paid and the better you do, the more you grow, the, each level you go up. But if you don't do good, you know, your last at bat or your last pitch might be the last time you play professional baseball. You know, the biggest struggle for me when I was playing was being away from home. I signed at 17 and I hadn't left home by myself at that time. So I had to go to Florida and play baseball with a whole new team, a whole new cast of people, different people from all over the country. I had, a, I played with a guy from Australia, you know what I mean? So it was it was so depressing when it when I wasn't doing good, you know. When I wasn't doing good, it was hard to deal with. You know, you figure you could call home, but calling home, you didn't want to upset your parent, which was my, my father at the time. Um, and I didn't want to call some of my friends because I didn't want them to think I was gonna not do well. So you end up with your own thoughts in your own mind, getting in your own way. You right. know what I mean? Right, because again, when you when you think about it, you went straight from high school, right? And you yeah. talk about other athletes, they go straight from high school to a professional sport, right? We we we, we know some of the greats, um, you know, that they go straight from high school and in, into professional, and, and that's no easy task. I mean, at at seventeen, 
that's that's hard to leave home almost no no college in between we want you now yeah yeah we want you now it's like i remember um i was playing with a a guy uh by the name of ket murka who actually played with the atlanta braves in the big leagues he was signed at like 18 years old you know coming out of high school um you know griffey king griffey jr was signed out of high school Mm -hmm. the difference between king griffey jr and per se me was that King Griffey Jr. was taught by his father and prepared. You know what I mean? He was prepared for it. He was prepared for what was going to happen. I wasn't prepared for what was going to happen. I, you know, I'm leaving Malvern High School playing in front of what, 10, 15 people. And then I got to a point where I was playing in front of 10,000, 20,000 people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right. then when I when I say we are fans, we are fans. They yelling, they screaming, and, and when you're away, and uh, you know, it's it can be very disturbing mentally, you know, right. very much mentally disturbing. You, you so, so let's, let's so let's 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 um, go into that now, right? So the, mm-hmm. the, the mental aspect. How did your mental performance affect your physical capabilities? Because you know, like I know you, share with my audience how that mental performance, you know, affected your physical capabilities. Because you definitely. You definitely had the arm. You was you was you had the arm. No, the the athleticism was fine. It yeah. was working through the depression, working through the anxiety, working through the fear of failure. You know, no one taught me that you're gonna fail. You know, they didn't say, okay, you know, in baseball, you're gonna fail every such and such a time. Um, it was just play the game and you want to win. But now, when you're playing professional, it's only you. It's all about you performing and getting better and growing to get to the big leagues, you know? So for me, it was very difficult to focus and allow my body to move. Perfect example. I had a, I had a coach um, when I was playing with the Braves, um, Pedro Gonzalez. And I remember I came off the mound and he looked at the chart at that time. It was easy to, you know, they wrote down every pitch you threw speed wise. And he said, um, what pitch was that? And I said, fastball. He says, no, it couldn't have been a fastball. And what he showed me was, is that when I threw it ball, ball one, say I was at 92, 93. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. ball one, I would go ball two, which would go down below 90, which would be like 88. And then I would ball, throw another ball, and then it would go to 84, 85. And then by the time I walked the batter, it was at 82. So he thought it was a changeup. You know what I'm saying? I stopped myself from moving. You know, I was in fear of throwing a ball. So I I was trying to throw a strike, but I was holding my speed back. I wasn't just letting it go. So he said to me, no, no matter what happens, throw the ball. You know, in his broken English, my man, he said, throw the ball, throw the ball. You know, so I was like, all right, just throw the ball, you know. But it was difficult, you know, because when I didn't do good, you know, and, you know, I got by myself in my room or I was walking around the the uh, facility where I was playing at, it was it was really really lonely, man. You know, right. a lot of kids that I talk to now, um, from the mental performance side, that's why I dedicated my life to doing this and listening, is that they don't they think they're the only one. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I can tell, I I said it before on a YouTube with my boy at Access. I said, yo, you're not the only one that thought about killing themselves. I thought about killing myself when I was playing. That's how deep it was because you didn't want to fail. So there's a lot of people don't realize they haven't did this for the first time by themselves. 
Right. There's a lot right. of people that do it for the first time. You know what I mean? There's a whole bunch of people that do the same thing every day. We didn't make this up. Right. You know, the fear, right. the depression, the anxiety, it comes through all of us. You feel me? No, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. So let, let me first by saying uh, kudos to one, because again, you've always been a stand-up brother. In, in, in my eyes, you've always mm-hmm. do positivity. And let's let's kind of move us forward in terms of you know, what's your goal and aim as a life coach for your and I say student athletes because that's what we were called back in the days. Um, well, the biggest thing is, like I said prior, I want them to realize they're not the only one. Mm-hmm. They're not the only one to fail. They're not the only one to get depressed. They're not the only one to have anxiety. You know, they're not the only one to feel like they can't talk to mommy and daddy, you know, or their sisters. You know what I mean? A lot of kids have committed suicide, That's you know, awesome. like perfect example, uh, big league Jason Giarmi, I think it is. He killed himself last year. You know, there was three college girls that killed themselves last year, you know, because they didn't want to face failure, mm-hmm. you know, but to succeed, we have to fail. You know what I mean? We have to fail. That's the only way we grow and we learn, you know? So I keep talking to the kids. I keep talking to the student athletes. I keep talking to adults about playing professional sports in all aspects in all the aspects that I deal with. You know, it was funny, I was I was doing the Big East tournament because um, that's another, that's a job I have. I, you know, I do things for Madison Square Garden. And I remember Jim, Jimmy Jackson who played 14 years in the NBA. I asked him, I said, if there was three things you could tell your young self, what would you do? He said, enjoy the process, listen more and don't get in my own way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's profound. You know, I said, that's profound. So when we discussed it a little bit, I'm happy he even gave me time. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, he was right, an analyst. right. You know what I'm saying? He's an analyst, you know, 14 years MBA, but I, I had to ask him a question, you know, even in that aspect, I had to walk in my fear because I didn't want to get rejected. You feel me? So I right. said, all right. And when he did it, I said to him, you know, I'm a mental performance coach. You know, I said, the reason I asked is because I love to get examples from people who have went through it so that I can use their examples. I don't need your name. I just need your story. So I can tell other people, you're not the only one. And he was like, yo, that's fire. And I was like, oh man, that's cool. You know, I I didn't want to be wrong, but I knew that was one of the things that I wanted to use. Everybody that I talked to, to me, is an example story of their why, so that I can help the next person. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. For those that are just tuning in um, here on Be Exposed Radio, we are talking with Long Island sports icon, Glenn Mitchell, professional baseball player. Um, He now has his own organization called Gem Pitching Inc. Let's talk about that. What are some of your services at Gem Pitching Inc.? Now, I know what Gem stands for, so you're gonna have to also tell them what Gem stands for, but- there you go. Now, now you're going to get me. I, I know one person that's going to watch this is going to be like, oh, your middle name is Ellis. See, I got to tell it because it's on my baseball card. I know Vic, you know, Vic going to be like, oh, you finally had to say something. Uh, for me, teaching the kids how to use their body right in pitching, okay. physically and mentally. I've been doing it 
for over 35 years. I want you to understand that when you learn how to physically move, you have to be confident. You have to be able to take direction. You have to be able to correct yourself, you know, and you have to be able to breathe. You know, you want to be able to do these things and have fun. You make it fun to yourself. When you make a mistake, it's okay. Everything's all right. You're going to go home still. You know what I'm saying? You're going to say hi to somebody. You know, you got another day. Right. And in pitching and swinging, you got another pitch to hit and you got another pitch to throw. So everything is fine. You know, there's a lot of kids out there that work so hard on physical development, but they don't work on their mental development. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen kids that that really get perfectionist to a, take perfectionist to a whole different level. You know, where they get mad at themselves, throw the bat and the whole night. I watched a kid out in Suffolk one time. He was swinging and he didn't hit the ball the way he liked. He threw the bat. And I'm like, I'm sorry, how old are you? You 10th grade? You know, why are you doing that? You can't do that and look professional, you know. Right, right. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help the problem. You know, you have to get the solution. You ain't you ain't you ain't doing nothing with the solution by throwing a bat. That's just making it worse. Right. You know. Right. I, I do want to take this time to, to give a shout out to one of my one of, one of my classmates, uh, Derek Atkins, who Derek was on yes. the show. Derek was on the show. And, you know, oh, he had a similar a similar story in terms of the of the depression. Right. Yeah. To be, you know, a, a Olympic gold medal. He did very well at Georgia Tech. And then from you to go high school into, you know, professional baseball. It, it's right. definitely everything that. Hello. Okay, I can hear you. What happened? And what happened to Rich? <laughs> I don't know what happened. His connection may have dropped out. <laughs> Give him a couple seconds to see if he comes back. All right. Man, he better hardwire his stuff in. <laughs>
Technology. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I got I'm break, about to bring it back in now. Okay. That is crazy. You know, over here, they're working on stuff. I need to get, I like this. So I keep saying we need to get back in the studio. Uh, <laughs> we good? I think so. You're on. We good, Monty? Yes. I don't see Glenn. I see you. Oh, okay. I see you too. I see you now. All right. Yeah. So let's, all right. So we're going to recap real quick. Uh, folks had a little technical difficulty, but those that know in, in video and broadcasting, sometimes things things happen. We are on Be Exposed Radio. This is Living a Rich Life, and I am your host, Rich James. We are talking with the Long Island icon, sports icon, Glenn Mitchell. And Glenn, I believe we left off. Um, you was telling us about Gem Pitch Pitching Inc. Yeah, Gem Pitching Inc. is two parts. Okay. Mental and physical. Mental and physical. And I've been doing that, like I said before, for over 35 years. So a lot of my guys, you know, they'll text me or see me when I'm teaching them college. You know, I got some pro guys and they'll say, yo, coach, I just heard this guy say the same thing you said, you know, and I was like, and I, and when did I say it? They was like, you said it years ago when I was like 10 years old. Now he, he in college or he in the pros, you know, so I was like, I told you it's mental and physical. You know, a lot of guys nowadays are doing a lot of physical velocity programs and I'm not against velocity when it comes to pitching and I'm not against hitting home runs when it comes to hitting but I am against a kid trying to hit a home run and doesn't know how to hit the ball yet I am against a kid throwing 85 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour and he don't know how to throw a strike yet you know what I mean so my thing is that I make sure I can see my big water here okay there we go <laughs> You know, so that's that's my my biggest thing with gym pitching. You know, so teaching it, there's a balance. But there's a balance, yeah. right? Yes, one's one's uh, uh, one's uh, the the whole physical as aspect of it. That 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 makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think we have a question that popped up. So, um, what does mental coaching look like? Mental coaching is you becoming one with yourself, which means you're confident. You work on your confidence. Mm -hmm. You work on 
being comfortable, being uncomfortable. You work mm -hmm. on making adjustments without getting angry, upset. You know what I'm saying? Negative opinions to yourself. You know, anything that you're saying is negative to yourself that's going to reflect in your performance. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's such a big thing with a small word. Mental performance is helping you become one to deal with all the issues that you deal with in sports and also life. Because okay, so once you not, learn how to, yeah. yeah. We're not just talking about nation. Right. Okay. We're talking about being one with yourself, quiet at times, you know, that discipline that makes you grow, you know, failure is nothing but growing backwards to me. You know, you're learning how to grow by failure. You know, I remember, uh, man, there was um, Jim Rowan said it best. Failure is education. Mm, mm. Folks, we got Glenn dropping. He's dropping some gems here. <laughs> look look at yeah. that. He's dropping, he is dropping some gems. You know, I, that's the one thing I always like to talk. And I've, I've talked to a lot of different people um, of, of uh -huh. all kinds. And everyone approach they always drop in gems and i think just as as a, a community it's good to have these type of conversations and again yep. having folks tell the story right now there's there's always no. two questions there's always two questions that i ask um and i want to take this opportunity to ask this question before we get into the little more fun something i call would you rather questions okay mm -hmm. um so what would you say is is your superpower i think everyone has a superpower what would you say is your superpower okay chris narudi an ancient philosopher said it best when you are listening to somebody completely attentively then you are listening listening not only to the words but also to the feeling of what is being conveyed to the whole of it, to the whole of it, not part of it. My superpower is listening. And not, listening. yeah, listening. Not answering your question, but helping you answer your question. Because the answer is inside you. It just has to come out. Okay. It has to come out. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like that. I like I remember a parent said at a camp one time, I've never seen somebody have so much patience. And I was like, if I don't have patience, they don't get answers. They don't get answers. They feel they feel they get depressed and they don't feel good because they feel no one's listening to them. You know, sometimes that ear to hear is the best thing in the world. Facts, facts. So this part of the show, I I, I call it, would you rather? <laughs> right. So let's have a little fun. So when folks, when folks, some folks don't know, we talk a lot baseball. Um, again, folks that's tuning in, talking with Long Island sports icon, um, basketball professional athlete, um, mentor, uh, baseball instructor. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Big brother. Um, he played basketball for Malvern yeah. High. And 
Malvern, and congratulations to, to, to the team this year. They they got to the Nassau County, and they, they won Nassau County, but they, they didn't get as far as when I was playing. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but right. So one thing, so Glenn, uh, very good basketball player as well. Glenn mm-hmm. invented the that's 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 for the folks that are still learning you. So right. would you rather baseball uh, or basketball? Which would you choose? Now you used to get I, it in a basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, oof. Wow. No, I'd stay with baseball. Baseball? Okay. Because okay. even you know what? That was here's the thing. Pat Mahomes, his father, that's how we met playing basketball, sneaking away from baseball to play basketball. Willie Banks out of New Jersey. David Justice. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a lot of us that we snuck away mm-hmm. to play basketball. John Smoltz. That's how we got to know each other. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I got you. Go ahead. But it's yeah, I have to stay with baseball. Okay, okay, and that's fair, and that's and that's fair. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to deviate a little bit now, right? So, you've you met a lot. You have met a lot of Hall of Famers in in the yeah. baseball world. Met a, you had you met a lot. And what I love about you was it wasn't about you know trying to be around. And I think that's what we have a lot in common is you you know if you have some information that I could use and helpful and you're willing to share, um, I I, I want to hear it. That's what I want to know. Right, who right. would you? Who is or was your favorite baseball Hall of Famer that you have met, and why? Willie Stargell. Willie ah. Stargell. In nineteen eighty, yeah, nineteen eighty-eight, when I was playing single A in Sumter, South Carolina, with the Braves, Willie Stargell came to speak to the hitters, and I stayed. Because I remember my father loved Willie Stargell. So after he finished, I was like, I got to do it. And I said, is it all right if I talk to you? It was a rain day. He took me into the stadium, sat me down, and told answered any question, and also, and also told me the history of how he came up in the minor leagues and the big leagues as being a black man. And it was deep. Yeah, it was deep. But he he just gave me his time. You know, the precious thing that people give me for the examples of stories to help someone else is their time. You know, that's why mm-hmm. I like to listen. You know, that's why I like to listen. That was he he was deep, man. He was real deep. You know, I met him. He was, yeah, he was probably the biggest superstar Hall of Famer that my father loved that I met, you know. So it was really that's what's, mm-hmm. what's up. Uh um so this is March Madness, right? And I know again, professional yeah. baseball, but we talk basketball. Who do you have for March Madness? Well, you know, it's funny. Scott Otley's son, Brandon, has a, uh, a, fr- a best friend who plays for Michigan State, the kid Walker. You okay. know, they dropped the numbers. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want him to win because one, he's from Long Island. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He went to Christ King, but I, I remember he's from Long Island. So I would like for him to get a shot at winning. He's he's a good kid. You know, from talking to Scott, I know he's a good kid and he's been doing his thing. 
you know, it's really good to see people from Long Island do what they have to do, you know? Yes, ab absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's one of the things that you, you've said to me. And again, I, I appreciate it. And, uh -huh. you know, we, I see a lot happening in the next couple of years as we are gonna start doing some collabo. You know, I have a lot of guests on. Some of them I maintain a relationship, but we already had a relationship for some time. And, and I think it's at a point now where we can definitely um, help each other out and move things along. So um, i like to take this time for you to share with folks um, your social media information, how they can get a hold of you if they, you know, mental or the pitching, everything. Can you share some of that information with our, our followers? Definitely. Um, my website is Gem Mental gamepro.com gemmentalgamepro.com that's where you can reach me gem pitching inc you can reach me on that on facebook but that mental performance is my website gemmentalgamepro.com you know and i'm on instagram i'm on twitter but i'm bigger on instagram you know i got to talk to my daughter to help me out with the marketing you know what i'm saying to get better on that with the Twitter stuff, you know, some of that Twitter stuff be happening too fast. I, f I found out I'm getting older, man, I'm getting older, you know, but it's it's a blessing, man. It's truly a blessing to be here, man, you know, um, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna keep talking to kids. You know, I had a chance to talk to a lot of pros, you know, one of my, one of my main pros though, man, I have to give him a shout out is a kid that called me his pops, you know, Alex Vargas, man, we've been through a lot you know, and we talk all the time. So the growth is just an amazing thing. And I know he's going to be a powerful speaker, you know, because he's a Dominican cat, you know, for his Dominican culture, man, he, he can speak, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. You got more for us? Yeah, I got, I can give a shout out. Okay. I got to give a shout out to the places where I teach Queens, Nassau, Comets, Athletics, and Oceanside. Speed Island in Garden City, another Mount Vernon alumni doing his thing. Arm Academy in Farmingdale, Long Island Fieldhouse in High Park, and my two teachers who got me certified, Dr. Patrick Cohn and Brian Kane, who's really big. You know what I'm saying? And one more statement that has to be said. Learning is never failure. Stopping is failure. Mm. Facts, facts. One of the things, since you mentioned your your, your website, um, my team and it was doing uh, their you know the research and putting the questions together. And, you know, mm -hmm. again, I, I like station to be organic. But one of the things they wanted me to ask was, you know, tell us about the phrase "We're here to listen." I, I think we've touched on some of that, right? But yeah. They what what does that mean? Tell us about that phrase. We're here to listen. Right, but it's like I said with Judo Christian Rudy, the philosopher, I love to listen to people's total, their total why. You know, why are you doing this? You know, why do you do the things you do? And what do you want to get out of it? You know, mm -hmm. there's a statement that I had to write down, you know, and it says, you can't teach a child how to think when your answer is because I say so. The reason is, is because they can't. <laughs> That's my TDJ. You understand? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'll say it again. You can't teach a child how to think when you your answer is because I said so. Because I said so stops them from communicating. But if I want them to listen to me, 
You know what I'm saying? And I want to listen to them. I have to have them talking or they're not going to want to hear me. You know how it was back in the days. You, your mother yelling and screaming at you, your father yelling and screaming at you. Don't, it, uh, you know what I'm saying? You don't hear nothing. But if they take the time to just listen, you'll find out a lot. You know, I got a pro guy that told me, you know, his father's always saying he knows, he knows, he knows him. And I said, well, you know what? My daughter graduated. My last kid graduated high school, right? My daughters have graduated high school. You know what? I'm still learning them because now they got different things going out there in the world. You know, I don't know when they go to a party what they doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know when right. I went to a party, I ain't do all that well. So everybody goes through stuff. But if you listen more, you can hear everything. And they ain't going to talk to the wrong person, man. Right. That's right. Don't let them talk to the wrong person. Have, have your ears open. Always listen. Facts. Facts. So so what does a typical day look like for, for Glenn Mitchell? What, what does a, a typical day look like? Every day I'm on the phone texting or talking to a player. Every single day. Whether it's a pro, whether it's college, whether it's high school, or whether it's a parent. There's not a day that don't go by I don't talk to somebody who plays sports or talk to someone that just wants me to listen to them and give them my advice. And my advice, like I said, is not mine. It's yours. It's your advice based on what I know, who, who I know you are. You know, I can't mm -hmm. make your choice. Everybody has a choice. You know, no matter what's been said to somebody, no matter, no matter what's been taught to someone, everybody has a choice at the end. I had my daughter say something one time. You don't talk to me no more. I said, yes, I do. She's like, well, you don't tell me what to do. I said, oh, no, I don't tell you nothing. I can't tell you what to do. If I tell you what to do, then I get further away from you. I advise you. Now you got to make a choice because your choice mm -hmm. has to be your own. It can't be, oh, well, you told me to do this. No, no, no. You got the choice. And I live by that. You got the choice. Now, the choice is what you have to live with. Are you ready? That's the issue. Are you ready to live with your choices? And you can't blame nobody. You feel me? Your choice Back. is your choice no matter what. Own up to it. You know, when I teach, the biggest thing we start with is responsibility. The responsibility for an athlete is what the choices they've made and the sacrifices they want to make. You know, that's how mm -hmm. it goes. I'm going to drop something on you right quick, Glenn. Uh -huh. you've, you've always had an older spirit to me because you was talking like this in high school. <laughs> my, my, my older brother said that one time. I didn't know how to take that. He was like, you got an old soul. And I was like, I guess so. You know. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good, I mean, that's a good thing, me. Again, we was we was younger, you know. We was kids, you know. He was a, still a big brother to me, but that that's one thing that you know that that's just this consistency. Just right. again, that's just consistency. So those that are watching again, we have Glenn Mitchell, Long Island sports icon, professional baseball player. Uh, he's a mentor, a coaching um, instructor, and and if you're not following him, please follow him. I'm going to be sure to put your, your information on my Instagram um, and, and linked up you know, to uh, direct folks over there because, again, you know, def definitely somebody that they want to have in their corner, somebody I think they should, should get to know and, and, and hear your story. They're going to hear your story now. 
I can tell you, I, I can tell you that. I De definitely. You. The the other question I ask is uh -huh. again, it is this, this is living a rich life, as you right. can see. Tell us what does living a rich life mean to you? Peace. Peace, baby. Living with my choices, living living with my choices and having peace. You know what I'm saying? Yes, as I get as I get older, I can't sweat the small stuff. You know, I'm studying so many different books. I'm reading so many different books. I'm writing so much. I'm journalizing so much that I lose stuff and find it that I already wrote it three times because it's so positive and it's so fire. You know what I mean? I just want peace, man. You know, in my life, with my family and all, I just want peace. No arguments about nothing. You know, I, I just, I hear people complain about stuff all the time, you know, and I say, okay, but the complaint doesn't give you a solution. So what you gonna just beat yourself up? You feel me? Right. So for me, living a rich life is just having peace and living. You know, that's my, that's me. That's, that's Glenn, you know what I'm saying? That's just Glenn. I don't know about everybody else. But that's Glenn. Let me get my hands out of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. it it's been a pleasure. Um, before mm -hmm. we get out of here, tell us what's next for what's next for you, um, your organization, and, uh -huh. and things of that nature. A plan coming down the pipe so that we could be a part of some form of fashion. And we, I mean, exposed family and living a rich life that we're routine. Well, I'm doing a collaboration with Speed Island to help their, their track stars, their football players. You know, even I sent baseball players to them. Um, uh, Arm Academy, I'm doing a collab with them so that I can deal with the, the mental side of their pitchers. And um, Long Island Fieldhouse, I'm doing a collab with them, you know, with dealing with their baseball players. You know, so I, I'm just putting everything together and tightening it up. Sometimes I can be my worst enemy because I try to be too perfect. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I'm just doing that and helping as many people as I can. You know, this, listen, I accept my life. You know, teaching, right. my teaching is to touch a life forever. And that's what I live by. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. keep on, I'm going to keep on doing it until I die. I'm sorry, you know, so. And I, and I don't say I'm sorry to people. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I got to do what I do. And that's what I'm telling you. Do what you got to do. Well, Glenn, thank, thank you for joining. Um, you know, I, I got a I second guess. So be, be, my second guess is, you know, uh, he, he's also a, a Long Island sports icon in his right. He's, he's younger. So I was more of a big brother, big brother to him. Um, so, you know, um, I'll be sure to connect with you again. And uh, we we get some things going. So so close us out um, in terms of what you want to say to the to the to the fans and to the audience and the listeners and the supporters. I don't really call them fans, but I call folks that support Be Exposed Radio, Living a Rich Life. Close us out. No matter what you do, make the choices that help you learn, grow, and live. Amen. Amen. All right. There you have it, folks. Glenn, thanks for joining. And um, I'll be in touch, good brother. Definitely. I appreciate the time. All right. So there you have it, folks. We're going to do a quick uh, shift as um, I think uh, things are looking good on my end. So we're going to 
do a quick shift before my second guest comes on. Um, but until then, I'll be right back and um, look forward to continue this uh, Living a Rich Life show for today. Talk to y'all soon. Just give me a give me a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I like this. Let me see here. Monty, I know you're listening. Can you let me in via computer? Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> there we go. Uh, I am going to. All right, good folks, we are back again. This is Rich James, Living a Rich Life Network. So we had a little technical difficulty earlier. Um, we was talking with uh, Glenn Mitchell and um, my, my, my connection just went down. So, you know, sometimes these things happen, but my guy, my producer, he did what he does and we're back, we're back online looking good. He did send me a message, what are you doing? I just go with the flow because uh, I, I just let you do do what you do, Monty, and you help me out. So I have my second guest, um, and he he's on the line and he and he's waiting. So we're going to go ahead and continue the show, and and introduce this young brother. Um, our second guest here on Living a Rich Life. Um, he is an all Long Island football player, like myself. Received an All American honors and won two NCAA. Uh, titles at Wagner College in Staten, Long Island. He is a member, just like Glenn, of the Malvern High School Hall of Fame, is the advisor for the Malvern Student Support Center and Mentor Program, known for being a strong youth advocate. Please welcome my young brother, varsity head coach of Malvern High, Mr. Keto Lockwood. Miss James, uh, honored and flattered to have this opportunity, my brother. Keto, I am so glad to have you on. Multiple reasons. <laughs> I love what you've done with the program. Um, and, and, you know, as I said to Glenn, I don't have to always be there, but I know what's going on. And I know a couple of times we've touched bases and I said, hey, I'm coming. And you would tell me. Well, well, come on. You know where we're gonna be at before a game, which is in the locker room the night before, and I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you right on the sideline with me. So I, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the patience. But my last trip, I said, brother, we got to get you on the show because you're doing some amazing things. Um, so, so tell us, tell us something about your your background. Give us a little something about Keto Lockwood. Well, as you know, um, I've been a Lakeview resident. Um, both my parents were graduates of Malvern High School. Um, my father was a football standout. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, attend the same high school. So um, some of the few remaining coaches and staff were familiar with the last name. Um, it kind of, you know, paved the way. And uh, I just tried to, you know, continue um, his legacy to create my own legacy um, and just to do my folks proud and, uh, you know, utilize that athletic avenue to help me to you know enjoy the fruits of life. 
Absolutely. Keto, I, I, I'm going to tell you, again, we was young kids, right? What I remember was you had some corny jokes. <laughs> um, but again, it, it's, it's, it's a growth. And, and even me just being up there not too long ago and, and, and watching you move. And again, as, as I mentioned earlier, I don't have to be, I'm not on site, but I know what's going on. I know the work that you, you've done at Malvern um, and, and I appreciate it. And that's kind of why I took it to the next level. And we've had that conversation with the athletic direct, director as to what I wanted to do. But right now, again, I just want to give you your flowers now because I appreciate you as, as Glenn was a, a big brother to me. I feel that I was a, a big brother to you um, during high school. And I know you was, you was watching and some of your moves you had, you got from me, but, <laughs> but we're well, gonna keep it going. Well, Rich, to piggyback off of that, uh, I was fortunate enough to have role models like yourself and Glenn Mitchell. Um, coming up at a young age, um, you do set a precedence and a standard. Um, as far as being a student athlete and a member of the community. Um, I can remember being um, the, the manager of the varsity basketball team as a seventh grader uh, when Glenn was actually a senior on that basketball team. And um, dudes were big on character, you know, and character takes you a long way. And uh, I always have the conversation with my peers and other youth. It's just something special about this little town called Lakeview. Um, you know, such as myself, my grandmother and my grandfather migrated here from the South, and there were a handful of other families who did the same. And it was just a, a sense, a certain level of pride. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So tell us, Keto, what do you love about coaching? Tell us, what do you love about coaching? Well, you know, I, we, we love the game of football, man. Um, the game of football in itself is special from a strategic standpoint, uh, as well as the physical um, aspect of it. The coaching piece, the coaching, the best part of the coaching is teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love to teach the game and how the game should be played, how the game should be approached, and um, how the how the game is applied to life, life lessons. Okay, okay. Would, would you consider, you know, and, and again, my folks, they do the research on, on my guests, and I do know that at one point you was looking to go into law enforcement. Um, you decided to do something different. Would you say that, you know, coaching and being a youth advocate is um, a career, or would you say it's, it's your calling? It's what you were meant to do? Well, I have to beg to differ on that. I consider it God's work. Okay, okay. Um, truly, because a lot of folks, and you know, I don't shed on negative light, but, you know, when I was a youth, we hung out. We were outside. So, you know, we always heard adults, uh, you know, y'all need to find something to do, do yeah. something other staying outside or, you know, running the streets. I didn't want to be you know, that type of adult. I wanted to be hands-on and provide my services. And um, you know as well as I know, because we had some of the same coaches. Our we our coaches had the dream team. You know, they, they, they their staff was law enforcement, lawyers, teachers, mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, yeah. Yeah. And as much as those dudes gave back to us, 
I mean, I admire. I, I felt it was a gym. I was very fortunate to, uh, you know, have those type of men uh, around me on a daily basis. Yeah. So I felt like at a point in my life, you know, I needed to give back. Uh, I was, I, I was still heavily uh, interested in the game, uh, no longer playing. So the next best thing to do is to coach. Yeah. Okay. And what the opportunity is to work with young men at a vital time of their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to piggyback off of that. Right. And, and again, what I love about it is some of the, the offline conversations, again, with me just being up there and, and, and it does my heart to, again, to see you. And, and for the record, no, I don't dye my stuff. Cause <laughs> <laughs> but um, in, in, in my opinion, the current generation were definitely raised differently than, than myself and Glenn. And, uh, and, and, and I just think, you know, what are some of the challenges you have experienced as, as a coach and mentor with this current generation? Well, initially I feel like society doesn't make it easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Whether it be the music, um, you know, the street life, the gang activity, um, the drugs, um, the distractions. I mean, society in itself, you know, electronics now, you know, phones, computers, laptops. Uh, it's difficult, in my opinion, I, it's very difficult to get a kid to focus, to mm-hmm. lock it, um, to, to, to commit and dedicate to one thing because they have various options. So many different options. And, and they're allowed to opinionate. We weren't allowed. You know, I was, I was getting a kick out of when you were talking with Glenn. And um, it's just so different. I mean, our structure was different, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that in terms of structure um, and, and kind of, how, how folks are, are being raised and, and things of that nature. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, let's, let's, let's get into preparation. So one of the things, you know, we, we had Camp Colang as, as football. Um, is that a practice that you still do to this day? Absolutely. We did it all the way up to 2019 and we discontinued because of, uh, the pandemic and the COVID, yes. Yes. Um, we were actually looking to uh, resurface it, but I didn't want to resurface it with um, a senior group. You know, I want to start with a ninth grade freshman group so that they can develop and formulate the whole process because you know how big and important um, those five days at football camp were. I mean, the camaraderie that it built the um, conditioning, um, just football, 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 you know, coaches and players and the opportunity to, you know, meet kids from other schools, whether it be other Long Island schools or uh, New York City schools or upstate schools. Um, we've, we definitely missed it, um, but we would like to continue it. Okay, so that's something you got. So how else do you prepare for upcoming seasons? So again, because what I remember was Camp Colang. Uh, but how do you prepare for upcoming seasons outside of the camp? Well, I'm fortunate enough to have um, a coaching staff that um, is involved all year round. Okay. Uh, we start in the weight room in January 
Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Um, I have two of my assistants that run the weight room program starting in January. And myself, I also coach winter and spring track. So the guys that aren't participating in uh, basketball during the winter or lacrosse and baseball during the spring, they're either running or, or throwing a shot put uh, along with uh, the winter track team or the spring track team. So it's like, kind of like some ongoing conditioning, so to speak. But you know, the conditioning for those sports are totally different. One of the things I, I recall is, is, you know, when, you know, me playing football and basketball, I would transition from basketball to football, football to basketball. And, and I, I recall folks saying, hey, you know, a couple of weeks from now, Rich James is going to be stealing that because I just wasn't in that type of shape. So would, would you think there's some different type of conditioning for each sport that your players, because again, it's that kind of that circular motion that happens, right? You get the same student athletes that play multiple sports. Well, what I also do is myself and my pro, uh, assistant coaches, we have a summer program. Okay. The first Monday after the 4th of, 4th of July weekend, we start, Rich, we start July 4th, July 5th. That Monday, we go Monday, Tuesdays, um, and Thursdays. Um, we start at 5 in the evening with a, a lift from about 5 to 6.15. Then we go out on the field and get some reps and some conditioning uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And on Wednesdays, we travel to a neighboring high school and participate in 7-on-7s seven uh, all the way until August, the first week of August. So we're getting four days in for for the 45. We like to number it around 45 to 50 days before the actual start date. Gotcha. Do you, so our, do you, off, our off season preparation is there. Right. You know? Do you have, let me ask, I'm, I'm asking a personal question here now. Do you guys have your schedule already for, for the next, next year? Absolutely. We, um, we get, we get our schedule, uh, in February. We had, we've had our schedule for close to a month now. Oh, okay. Excellent. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about that. Cause I'm gonna make sure I come to a game this time. <laughs> De definitely. Definitely. So how would you define your, your coaching style, right? You know, again, you have the different assistant coaches, you were a uh, all American, you know, running back, how, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, define your coaching style? Well, initially, I'm from an old school era. Um, tough love. You know, if you're doing the right thing, I'll be your biggest fan and your biggest supporter. If you're not doing the right thing, I'm going to be the first to put my foot, you know, where. <laughs> um, I, I'm very passionate about the game. There's times I get excited. Um, you know, I like to teach and all, and I expect all the coaching to be done during the week. And Friday night and Saturday is, is the players' day. That's their opportunity to show us um, what they're capable of doing and respond to what we were teaching during all week. Uh, I'm not big on the rah-rah stuff or, you know, get up in your face, you know, the Bobby Knights and, you know, those, those crazy dudes. Um, I, I, I call it composure. You know, football is a game where you can't be erratic. You know, you have to be composed. Everybody have jobs. And assignments to do. And once you lose sight of that, you know things to go astray. You know, so you know I like to be cool, calm, and collective uh, until needed. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, that that kind of was. You, you went right into my next question, just in terms of the work ethics 
when it comes to you know not just football but but sports um so that 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 you answered that question right then there what would you say are your greatest strengths as as well tell us about your your challenges i don't like to call them weaknesses but i'll i'll, I'll call them challenges what's what's your greatest strengths um my greatest strength is contributed to my former coaches because i'm i didn't create this rich you know i'm just following suit the same things they did for us you know i may have tweaked one or two things or added one or two things but honestly you know ron james Colbert Britt, uh cleve winfield um you know those guys in, instilled enough football in me where you know that's the easy part nice. you know uh building character is the challenge Mm, okay. Because certain things that you need to bring to the table are uh, developed in a, in your household. Right. You know, it starts at home. And then we, as a coach, I pretty much just pick up from there. And my job is to, you know, motivate the kid to be the best athlete, best student athlete that they can be. And um, when you're coaching at a small school, you, you're dealing with a lot of adversity because the numbers are small. You, you know, you don't have that roster of 55 kids or you don't have those, you know, six, four, 275 linemen um, that I believe. And I, I think you would agree. That's the beauty of Malvern football, the adversity that we deal with and we're up against year in and year out, because being a small school, you know, you're one play away from being 0 and 8, not winning the game. You know, you lose right. that one play. Um, yeah, no, no, that's facts. That's facts. I, I, I think again, from from throughout history, right? Whether it's any sport, whether it's football or or or, or basketball or, or baseball, you know, there's just certain dynamics when it comes to a, a small school, you know. And when I when I think back to you know my days of playing and, and Glenn's days of playing, um, in which again your 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 year, which was a, a stellar year when when you guys were playing, um, what was that like? 10 and 0, 8 and 0, what could Scott, what y'all was pretty amazing. Um, but again, you know, I think we've always showed up. The high school, the, the, the athletes, same group, but we were still, even like the Nassau County boys, they they got down to to the, you know, to the Nassau County, won the championship. And then, you know, but again, I just think that goes contributes. I say all that to say, contribute to a program that you're now running. Um and it, it, it just helps. It just helps, again, making a few minor tweaks there. So I, I wanted to make sure I give you a shout out in terms of that. Um, that's, that's, that's to me, that's just beyond reproach. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. All I have to say, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. So for those that are just tuning in, we are talking with um, high school varsity coach of Malvern High, Mr. Keto Lockwood, not only a varsity head coach, but um, big time youth advocate, um, one of the sports icons of Long Island, um, in my opinion, whether you agree or not. I, I followed his brother when he was, again, a, a manager right up until now. And um, I look forward to some, some major things from you as the program continues. Um, I want to continue this, this, this conversation. There's always two questions that I ask. Um, one is, what is your superpower? And what does living a rich life mean to you? Because again, this is my show, <laughs> living a rich life. Um, so tell us, Keto Lockwood, I ask you, 
a superpower? The ability to have patience and understand people. Mm. I believe that is the one thing that has helped me thus far. Um, you know, I was raised by my grandmother, Southern Belle. And um, she always taught me to love and forgive. And um, regardless of what our circumstances were, she was always willing to take someone in that wasn't as well off. And, you know, as I got older and matured, I began to see that her vision a lot clearer, which I added to my vision, which have helped me get to the place where I'm at now. Amen. I'm, I'm going to say amen to that because you always got to smile. You know, I again, you used to think it was funny, <laughs> but you always had a smile. I don't think I've ever in 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 my, I'm going to say it, my, my 40 plus years of, of, of knowing you, of my engagement with you, I don't think I've ever seen you get upset. Rich, I wouldn't give an individual the satisfaction to believe I have a reason to be mad at them, Rich. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's real talk, folks. So again, my guest today, I I know known them both for, for 40 years and uh both stand-up guys. I've learned a lot from Glenn. I've learned a little something from my, my young brother, uh Keto, and um I appreciate I respect you both, and I appreciate y'all both for being on my show. Um, oh, we're not done with you, though, Keto, so don't think we're done with you. <laughs> so one of, one of the things that my, my team, because, again, I kind of gave them a, a little history of, of you know, uh, the, the playing football and, and things of that nature. And one of the questions that they, they wanted me to ask of you, and I want to make sure I, I pull it up here. Um, was what what's what verb describes you, right? So your strength is your patience and understanding, but give us a verb that describes you. You want the honest truth? Yeah, <laughs> it's Bro, being exposed radio, baby. This is what I we don't, do. I don't allow one word or one topic to box me in, bro. Okay. Like, um, I like to be, um capable and um suitable for whatever the situation called for you know never in my life have i wanted anyone to be able to you know lock me in in a situation so that they feel like that they're prepared for whatever it is i'm bringing to the table so i can't give you that verb bro <laughs> i love i love you to death i appreciate this opportunity but that's gonna be my one flaw in, in, in this in in this conversation, right? There's no there's no such thing, baby. We having a conversation. This is Be Exposed Radio. We do dig and we like to get some info. But hey, guess what? The beauty the beauty about living a rich life talk show is it's to inspire and motivate people. So and to tell this story. And if that's your story, we accept it. Appreciate we accept that. It and we and we receive it. Um, um, before before we close out. Um, question and i think you mentioned it earlier um but who and what things have inspired you throughout life now i think you mentioned your grandmother you mentioned coaches um how do you maintain that right because you know you know sometimes i some of our past they're no longer here with us how do you maintain that that inspiration and that motivation I think I do a good job of constantly reminding the youth of our tradition 
and the things that got us to this point because um everybody's story is different um mm-hmm. you know as a man it's hard for me to find myself in a weak place after witnessing a grandmother you know my grandmother she has seven siblings and her parents died when she was 13 so she raised her siblings you know the strength that this woman showed me is like any time that I decide that I want to show any signs of weakness, it's like an alarm that go off in my head, bro. And she had a fourth grade level of education, and she was one of the most smartest people I ever encountered, bro. Um, you know, old schooling, high school, college, books, this, that, and the third. But any time I sat and spoke with this woman, she had to answer. She knew, like, she knew the experience. Like, she never read any of these books, Rich. Right. You know, so for 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 a woman to display this kind of strength and, and and you know, let alone, she already raised her brothers and sisters. She raised my mother and her other son. And now she's sacrificing, you know, to raise me for whatever my family um, situation was. Bro, it's like, what more motivation do I need as a man to witness a, a, a strong black woman display her level of strength and success? You know, and every day I use it as a motivation tool. Every day. No doubt. And that's, you know, this is Women's Month. So we, we I'm, I'm going to end it. I'm going to drop the mic on that one right there. Bro, there it's it gonna, is. It gets no better than that. It gets no <laughs> better than that. I, I got to tell you, it has been a pleasure and an honor. Um, I need you both to just stick around real quick as I do living a rich life closing remarks. And, um, you know, I'll be in touch. Does that, does that sound doable? Well, once again, I want to thank you, Rich. And, um, you know, I wish you the best and a rich life. And um, this is one of the best things I've done, the best opportunities I've had in a long time, man, to get an opportunity to, to, to share my piece, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, folks. So there you have it. Um, It's been an honor and a privilege for me to have both Glenn Mitchell, Keto Lockwood, Malvern High School graduates, um, Long Island sports icons. Yes, I said it. If you don't believe me, I can get some records and all that good stuff, but I'm not that type of dude to do that. Um, A lot of character. I appreciate you both for being and this is the part of the show here on Be Exposed Radio that kind of makes me sad sometimes, but I'll be at you again next week. So this is Living a Rich Life Closing Remarks. Life can be challenging. The key is to get focused, stay focused, and know your worth no matter the circumstances. Keep shining even when it is difficult. Sometimes the darkest nights produce the brightest stars. Thank you, Glenn Mitchell, Keto Lockwood, for sharing your stories. If you have an inspiring story to tell, you can contact us at our website, livingarichlife.net. Tune in next week. We interview Hoodie Hotel Hoteller, Dante Johnson. He is a Maryland um, kind of a, a hotel connoisseur and American fashion designer. Miss Jody Davis, and she has dressed the likes of our first female uh, first lady, uh, Governor 
the, the governor's wife, Dawn Moore, um, and she's on, on, a, on a tear now in terms of a fashion display. So until next week, stay focused and continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is Rich James saying goodnight, and thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com. Appreciate you. And I think that's a wrap. Guys, I love you, brothers. The Style Lounge will see for a different caliber of service. The Style Lounge will see for clothing that fits your lifestyle. The Style Lounge will see at 1734 Maryland Avenue. Trust me, you're going to love it here.